Okay, guys, we're looking at uh, the Antichrist. Now, last time when we did this lesson, which was a few weeks ago because we had some guest speakers, we looked at his character, the names of the Antichrist, the importance of understanding. Today, we're going to talk about some, some different, some more things about him that you need to be aware of. And uh, I think this is very, very important for us. You say, well, we're not even going to be here. Why should we worry about this? Well, you need to be aware of it because Thessalonians talks about that is one of the signs of the end is when he appears. I believe we're going to be here when he appears because somebody has to start the process of a peace treaty with Israel. Did you understand? That's just not going to happen overnight. We know that. But we can see things with his character even now. So let, let's talk about him. First of all, the first thing I want to point out to you is the issue of his followers. His followers. His followers will worship the Antichrist. It's very clear in the book of Revelation that those who follow the, the Antichrist will worship him like God. They will think that he is the greatest, the supreme leader. They will think that he's wonderful. And we have evidence of that type of thinking even today. Well, we've had it in the last century. You say, well, you know, what are they? Ignorant people and who don't know any better and they come to this kind of conclusion? No. They can actually be very smart people who at the height of their intelligence. An example of that would be Germany and its worship of Adolf Hitler as the Fuhrer, the leader. Okay? German society before Adolf Hitler came to power was at the height of philosophical, uh, philosophical enlightenment. In fact, I was just talking with my daughter today. Do you realize to, to get a PhD in the U.S. today, you have to learn not just in the theological realm, you don't have to just learn Hebrew and Greek. You have to know French and German. Why German? Well, because Germans were at the height of their theological standpoint in that era before Adolf Hitler showed up. Do you understand? So the reality is, is you can have people who are smart worshiping somebody who's just a human being, but they think he's God. Another example of that would be North Korea, Kim Jong-un, who is the called the great leader. And they basically see him as a god. You say, well, we're, you know, okay, all right, talking Germany, all right, yeah, it's a hundred and some years ago. Maybe they were, maybe they didn't have, I mean, maybe too much warsh and too much beer. They didn't think right. And, you know, you're talking about North Koreans, too much kimchi. We're Americans. We don't need to worry about that. Really? Okay. Interesting Chicago Tribune back in the 80s, quote from a union worker. We're just looking for the right man to come along and give us what we want, and we will follow him to the end. That was in the 80s. That was Americans. You have to think about the Antichrist, and you have to think about his followers. His followers will 
worship the Antichrist. They'll think he's the ultimate. They will be deceived by the Antichrist. Remember, I told you he is a liar. The key characteristic of the Antichrist is that he is a liar. Now, he's going to be supported at some point. He doesn't start off this way. It's not like one of the movies that you watch, Damien, Omen, you know what I'm saying, where he's, he's born a spawn of Satan. But at some point, he becomes empowered by Satan, possessed by Satan, just like Judas did. And But when you think about that, he's empowered by Satan. He's able to deceive a lot of people. Scripture says that he'll be able to do miraculous signs during the tribulational period. He'll be able to, and people will just be in awe of him. Okay? They'll be in awe of him. They'll be, they will be deceived by the Antichrist. And, and ultimately they will carry his mark on their heads and hands. They will carry his mark. We see that in the book of Revelation. They'll institute a mark. And it's not just a mark, a symbol of ownership or something. It has something to do, this mark has something to do with buying and purchasing. It has something to do with being able to do, to function economically. And, and let's be honest, you know, 150 years ago, we probably were just speculating what that is. We just thought it was a mark. But you and I can see where that's headed even in our society today. So like when I go to Goodman's, I don't break out my credit card anymore. I use my Apple Pay. Or if you use your credit card, now it has a chip in the end. You don't even have to swipe. Now, there's still some places like the government places where you still have to swipe. But you use a chip. But what's the number one fear most Americans have today, and it's not Islam? Identity theft. Somebody getting a hold of your financial information, your social security number, and ruining you financially. And so you could see where we're going to move, especially if there's another economic collapse. And of course, Scripture tells us that there will be an economic collapse at the beginning of the um, tribulational period where something like this would be instituted, and the followers of the beast are going to go right along with it. They're going to think that this is okay, we should do this. In fact, those who don't want to do it will be viewed as anti-societal. Did you understand what I'm saying? Why would you not want to do this? You know? So this is the followers of the beast. Now, let's talk about his power. We're going to see a couple things here about his power. First of all, he's empowered by Satan. The Antichrist will be empowered and possessed by Satan. We see that in Revelation. I've got the references there for you. You can look them up on your own. Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. He will be empowered and possessed by Satan. Now, I want you to listen to me. I do not want you to think of some demon movie or TV show that you watch on TV. We, we, we are more influenced by Hollywood than we realize, okay? Where we watch some guy, his, his eyes roll back in his head and his head turns around five or six times in the same direction and he's still alive. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? 
That, that's not what we're talking about here. When we talk about possession, we're talking about Satan takes control of him. Do you understand? Satan takes control of him. And he empowers him. So that he's able to do miraculous signs. In fact, the Antichrist will appear on the world scene accompanied by miracles and signs and wonders. That we see in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. We've already looked at that a couple of, a few weeks ago. He will be able to do things that are amazing. Now, Revelation 13 tells us, now this is an interesting thing, so you need to be aware of this, that he will, because of his empowerment by Satan, he will survive a death wound. He will survive a death wound. The Antichrist will be healed of a mortal wound and the world will be amazed. Now, this is why, can I be honest with you, did you realize that Ronald Reagan was once considered to be a candidate for the Antichrist? Anybody know why? Yeah, he got shot and survived shortly after taking office. Christians... Bible-believing Christians back in the early 80s believed that Ronald Reagan could possibly be the Antichrist. Now think about that. Bible-believing believers in Bible-believing churches like this were, caught, were even seriously considering that Ronald Reagan was the Antichrist. Never think that now because he's, quote, part of the right party, Right? But this is what I'm trying to tell you. You need to be aware. See, Christianity is outside of any party. But be aware. Be aware. However, the implication is, is from the text that he's going to suffer a head wound. That's pretty significant, right? A head wound. So he will be healed of a mortal wound and the world will be amazed. They'll think he's awesome. Now, let's talk about his actions. And we're going to spend a little bit of time here because this, this is important. You and I need to be aware of this because you have to think about what's being said here because it has implications for us today. Okay? In Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, Jesus talks about the elect being deceived. And it's with reference to the Antichrist. Jesus points out that the Antichrist will deceive God's people. Now stop for a moment. Who's God's people? Now not just Jews. Believers. Okay, now thought, is that, that will blow your mind if you think about it for a moment. So whoever this guy is going to be, when he shows up on the scene, he may be on the scene now, he may not be. Believers who should know the scriptures, who are warned in Thessalonians to be aware that this guy, the son of perdition, is going to show up. Believers are going to be deceived by him. Why would that be possible? Why would that be possible? How could that be possible? Yeah, he performs miracles. That's true, too. 
But remember what I said last time we talked about this. He's a politician. And we already expect our politicians to what? Lie. It doesn't matter what party they're from. Politicians lie. Yes. Yes. Now, you said an interesting statement there. Some people aren't grounded in the Word. I would say a majority of Christians aren't grounded in the Word. How could you say that? All right. Just in the last two weeks, a major poll was released of religious studies that said that the majority of of Protestants... Now, who are Protestants? Non-Catholics, who are we? That's who we are. A majority of Protestants in the United States, and before you think that, it, that that must be a whole lot of people going to the Methodist or the Presbyterian church, their attendance is down. So we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who should know better. A majority of Protestants are actually, in their belief system, Catholics. What do you mean? A majority of Protestants no longer believe firmly that one receives salvation by faith in Christ alone, they believe that you receive salvation by your good works. By your good works. That's Catholic doctrine. So it's not some, Bruce. It's probably a lot of people are no longer grounded in the Word of God. And, and when some guy shows up and he's doing things for this, hey, stop for a moment. How could Adolf Hitler arise and all of a sudden start murdering Jews and nobody care about it? Well, Adolf Hitler arose out of a period of economic collapse in Germany. He promised people work. He promised people patriotism to shore up their borders and get rid of people who shouldn't be there. He promised people all of these things, and they listened to him and bought him. And it's amazing, when you went to a church, this is why the church in Germany right now is basically nothing. The church in Germany embraced Hitler, and you would have the cross and the swastika in the churches. And the, and the priests, they would wear robes, but they would have the Nazi band on their arms. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, Christians could be deceived. Do you understand? And so the thing you need to understand is, is that the Antichrist will even deceive God's people. He'll deceive the Jews. How will he deceive the Jews? Because he's the one who sets up what? The peace treaty. He allows them to be able to do what? Build their temple again. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this is interesting. Interesting. Jesus points out that the Antichrist will deceive God's people. The Antichrist will bring peace to Israel with a strong treaty. We see this in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. We've seen treaties with Israel before. How many, uh, there are some of you who are too young for this, but how we remember, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter, Yasser Arafat, and uh, I think it's Begin was the prime minister. 
at the White House, shake, shaking hands, or Anwar Sadat, if you don't know who that is, Anwar Sadat, the president of Egypt, signing a peace treaty with Israel, again, same time period, okay, in the 70s. How are those peace treaties doing? All you got to do is look at the news, right? But the Antichrist will bring a peace treaty to Israel with a strong treaty, a strong treaty. Look, everybody in the world is trying to get a peace treaty in Israel with the Palestinians. Everybody. Every president we've had, I mean, it is the ultimate deal. To use Donald Trump's thing, he referred to it as the ultimate deal. Peace treaty with Israel would be the ultimate deal. It is the ultimate deal. That's what the world wants. We're tired of seeing it on the news. Did you understand what I'm saying? So, the Antichrist will bring peace to Israel with a strong treaty. Let's go on. The Antichrist will put an end to sacrifices in the future Jewish temple. So sometime about midway through the... First of all, there's going to be another temple. We'll say, how's that going to happen? Because right now the Dome of the Rock, the most one of the most sacred sites to Islam is on that Temple Mount. How is there going to be a temple there? Obviously something has to take place for there to be a peace treaty, right? So something's coming... And that something that's coming will blow up or get rid of what's on the Temple Mount. You say, what do you mean blow up or get rid of? Well, have you not paid attention to the last few wars that we've had? They blow up their own mosques, right? To prove a point or to... Because there's different factions of Muslims. Don't just say there's Muslims. There's actually several different groups of Muslims in their beliefs. Do you understand? So the Antichrist, what he'll do is, is he'll put an end to this, you know, he signs this peace treaty, the temple will be rebuilt, there'll be future sacrifices, but he'll put an end to this. This will occur three and a half years after the great peace has been made with Israel. The Antichrist will put a stop to it. He'll put a stop to their making of sacrifices. And what will happen then? Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 says, the Antichrist will make war against the people of God. Here, specifically, it's talking about everybody who is a believer or a Jew. Everybody who's a believer or a Jew. You're going to be public enemy number one. Now stop for a moment. I think that's interesting because we just saw earlier that he deceives the people of God, right? He deceives them, so probably they're supportive of him, but at some point he no longer needs what? Their support. Because you have to understand the Antichrist is not in it for the good of everybody else. The Antichrist is only in it for one person only. Who's that? Himself. Do you understand? So he uses people, and he'll make war against the people of God. The Antichrist will institute his own laws in place of previous laws. This is how arrogant he is. He will decree his own laws that will be in place of other laws. This is from Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. 
This can be seen in the institution of the mark of the beast. Now, right now, could that be implemented right now today? Could it? Yes. I guess, but what problems? I mean, would it be universally accepted right now? Why? Well, not just Christians. Other religious beliefs as well. However, also, how about privacy? Does anybody here? I mean, it doesn't matter what religious part you're from. We live in a culture that is anti-government. doesn't matter what spectrum you are from as far as liberal or conservative. Ultimately, you may want the government to do some things, but in other ways, you don't want the government to do anything. It depends on what your issue is. So what's going to happen is, is that he's going to institute laws over other laws. So right now, what would keep something like a mark happening is privacy issues. I mean, you notice that. I mean, we talk about surveillance in this post-9-11 world. What keeps surveillance in check? People's concerns about what? Privacy. You know know what I'm saying? I see your hand. Okay? So he's going to institute laws over everybody. He's basically going to be, let's be honest, what do we call this? A despot. It's going to be a dystopian society. It's going to be a dictatorship. Do you understand? The Antichrist will deny God and Jesus Christ. This is in um, 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Now, let me just stop for a moment. Some, some, you have to be careful what you hear sometimes. Some people will say that he's a homosexual based upon that he denies the desire of women. Okay? However, that's not what it's talking about. When it talks about the desire of women, it's talking about the desire of Jewish women. And we understand from all the way from Eve, the desire of Jewish women was is that they would bear a special child. Anybody know what that special child was? The Messiah, Jesus. Do you understand? And so that was, he has no regard for God and Jesus Christ. Christ means is the word for Messiah. Christos is the Greek word for Messiah. Okay? He has no regard. He denies. Okay? He denies. Now, the other thing I want you to see here is, is that this is, this is coming up. This is what is called the abomination of desolation. The Antichrist will take his seat in the temple and proclaim that he is God. He will take his seat in the temple and proclaim that he is God. Now, for our Western mindset thinking, we are like, are you kidding me, George? Yeah. People can get to the place of being so arrogant and so prideful when you have all these people giving you worship and adulation and doing whatever you want. Power gets to your mind and you can believe that you are invincible and that you are God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can get that way. And this is where this guy is at. He's going to set himself up in the temple 
This is what's going to desecrate, and that this is what some scholars believe is going to cause the temple to cease its sacrifices, because to have a Gentile come into the temple, first of all, that's bad, but to have him come in and say that he's God, that would be to basically make the entire place ceremonially unclean. Do you understand? And after that point, there is going to be the battle against God's people. It's it's not going to be very good at all. So we see this in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse four, Daniel chapter eight, verse eleven. Here's another aspect about the Antichrist. The Antichrist's focus and attention will be on his military, which he will honor. This guy worships might. And of course, he has to, doesn't he? This is true of every other Antichrist type figure in the world. This is true of any dictator. You don't remain a dictator in a country unless you have what? An army to enforce what you believe. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this guy's focus and attention will be on his military, which he will honor. Now, let's talk about the destruction, because this guy does have an end. In fact, that's why he's called the son of perdition, the son of judgment, meaning he's going to have an end. He's going to cease. He's going to be, there's going to be an end to him. So, first of all, it's a sure destruction. The kingdom and dominion of the Antichrist will be taken away and destroyed in one day. God will destroy his kingdom and his rule and power in one day. Stop for a moment. Can we do that today? I mean, can we, t- can we like, okay, we're going to take out Costa Rica. Can we do that in one day? No. Not really. Did we take out Iraq in one day? We're still there. Did you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand? But God is going to, God, can God take it out in one day? Yes. Take it out in one minute. Do you, do you understand? But in one day, his dominion and power will be taken away. When the, Jesus Christ returns, the Antichrist will be captured. It's not going to be much of a struggle. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not going to be much of a struggle. He and his false prophet will be captured. We see that in Revelation chapter 19, verse 20. And then here's the ultimate doom. They're not even going to go through a judgment, so to speak. They will be captured and immediately, the text says, will be thrown into the lake of fire forever. The Antichrist and his false prophet will be thrown into the lake of fire forever. That's it. Evil will be dealt with. Basically what we've done here is try to help you to understand about the Antichrist. There are some warnings for us. What do you mean warnings? Well, we've got to be aware. And you know what? Here's the thing. When it comes to leaders, political leaders and ourselves, we can be supportive, but we always have to have a cautious eye out. Do you know what I'm saying? We have to be aware. So like, for instance, 
I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's say Bruce and I are friends. We are friends. And I do something that hurts Bruce big time. Now, we have a period of time where we are not sure, but we reconcile. Hi, Bruce. We become friends again. Now, let me ask you a question. Even though we reconcile, is everything back to the way it was before I hurt him? No. Now, he's going to put his best foot forward in dealing with me, but he's going to have a little bit of hesitancy and reservation in his heart towards me. Does everybody agree? Because he's wanting to be sure that I don't want hurt you again. See, you know, all right, so everybody understand that feeling. We've had that, we have, that happens with us with anybody. Everybody has probably experienced that at some point. When it comes to Christians and political leaders, you need to have the same hesitancy. Why? Well, we just went through it. The Antichrist is going to deceive who? Yes, us. And he's actually going to turn on us at some point. Do we know who he is? No. There's no big sign in the sky that says, He's here! Angels aren't going to announce his arrival. However, we have the word of God that tells us to be aware of things, right? So be supportive of your leaders. Be supportive. And I'm supportive of leaders. But there has to be, with regards to everyone, a hesitancy. You have to have that hesitancy. Because you just don't know. Do you understand? You just don't know. That's the important. That's why in Thessalonians, he says, no, the return hasn't happened yet. Why? Because you have to look for certain things to happen. And one of them is for this guy to appear on the scene. You understand? For this guy to appear on the scene. 